Well, hey, welcome to another episode of Story Forward, the podcast that covers the future of storytelling and entertainment from ARGs and apps to the wild west of the web and beyond. It is Thursday, March 12th, 2015, and this is episode 68 of Story Forward. I'm your host, Steve Peters, and I'm an experienced designer and founder of No Minds Media here in Los Angeles, California. With me today are two of two great, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just really excited, you guys. These guys are the darlings of the internet, and I've got them here on my little podcast. Podcast, and it's amazing. We've got two of the creators of Exploding Kittens, which is the record-setting card game and Kickstarter that kind of took the world by storm this last month. We've got Elon Lee and Shane Small. How are you guys doing? Hey, great. Doing well. Yeah, thanks. So it's funny. We've got they're in LA right now, and I am in Perth, Australia, of all things. So we we the one chance we get to all get together in a room, and I gotta blow it by being out of the country. But how are things how are things in LA? Am I missing anything fun? <laughs> Uh, it's not 95. It's here. not 95. That's it's been close. raining. It's see, hey. I leave and it rains. That's that's just as it should be. <laughs> so let's get into. Uh, uh, I almost said hello, kittens. That's not right. Exploding kittens. First off, let's that's... let's talk some numbers. It's it's the most backed Kickstarter campaign ever with like 219,382 backers, and you hit your ten thousand dollar goal in like what an hour and. Uh. How many? How long did it? How, how many minutes did it take to reach that goal? Depends on how you measure. Um, <laughs> we hit that goal about twenty minutes into the campaign. Wow! And the total pledges then you you raised three million dollars in the first three days of the campaign, and by the end of it, you had hit the final total of eight million seven hundred eighty-two thousand five hundred seventy-one dollars. Well, first off, man, congratulations for winning Kickstarter. That's amazing. Thanks. That was a really impressive number until like a week ago when Pebble Time came along. Oh, but see, they <laughs> suck. <laughs> who looks at the watch? Who looks at their watch? They're going to play card games for the rest of their lives. This is amazing. So, uh, for those who have been living under a rock, what is Exploding Kittens? Um, Exploding Kittens is a party game uh, that you can play with uh, about five of your friends, and the game is modeled after Russian roulette. So you take mm-hmm. a deck of cards, our special deck of cards, which has a few exploding kittens hidden somewhere inside of it. Put that face down in the middle of the table, and everyone goes in a circle, taking turns drawing cards off the top of the deck and hoping it's not an exploding kitten. Because if it is an exploding kitten, you blow up and you are out of the game. Everyone else goes on without you. Mm-hmm. Every card you draw that isn't an exploding kitten affects the game in some way. So they let you skip your turn or shuffle the deck before you draw or peek at a card before you draw it. Um, some let you screw over your opponents. Some let you affect the deck. Each of them, uh, hopefully, if played strategically, uh, decreases your chance of drawing that terrible exploding kitten and getting yourself booted from the game. Well, one of the things that we, we're pretty proud of uh, is that the game... Uh, uh, you can get skillful at the game, just like poker. So if you understand mm-hmm. what card does what and how to play that card, um, you can get better at the game. Uh, at the end of the day, you're at the mercy of whatever card you draw next, but you can formulate strategies, and this uh, makes for repeatable play, and, and that's something that's very important to us. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's, a, it's a simple game mechanic to begin with, but the more you play it, uh, you learn strategic things that can, you know, make you play better, that, that, that can help. And, and plus you get to, like, make your friends explode. 
<laughs> Always a perk. But that is, a, that, is a, that is a huge fun part about the game is because you can screw over your friends pretty right. badly. Now, how did, how did the idea come about? I mean, how did you come up with, first off, the game mechanic itself, but then the, you know, the, the, the theme of exploding kittens? So um, I actually had developed a game, uh, uh, this game for a, for a digital uh, platform. So it was going to be a digital game. Oh. Um, yeah, so that, that's how it originally started. And then I brought it to one and we were sitting down saying, hey, you know, what, what should we do next? And I said, ah, listen, I've got this game that I worked on. Um, uh, what do you think? And Ilan uh, started to, we started to go backwards and forwards and, and trying to figure out how we can improve the game. And then we started putting it into a deck of cards, assigning the king and the ace and all that uh, different abilities just in the sort of deck just to see how that plays. Uh-huh. As we started doing that, we realized that this is actually just a great little card game. Nice. And so it started to evolve and bang after it for quite a while before we actually really felt happy with the game. So it, it, it took a lot of work to get to where it is right now. And a lot of going backwards and forwards, trying new things, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get balance right, because that's right. hugely important for us. Right. Uh, and then eventually uh, this game dropped out, which at that time we were calling Bomb Squad. And then this is where Elan takes over in the story. I'm going to tap him in. <laughs> uh, so then um, we had Bomb Squad. We were really happy with it. Like Shane said, we put a ton of work into balancing it and mm. making it really fun over, over the course of a few weeks. Um, then uh, I, just by weird random chance, uh, ended up in a room uh, with Matt Inman, who's the creator of The Oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were actually in Hawaii on a vacation for a week. Oh, uh, just, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, it's rough. <laughs> um, and uh, I showed him the game, and, you know, we expected to play for, like, five minutes. Um, I, I kind of thought, like, guys, we're in Hawaii, let's not waste any time. Start <laughs> right. scuba diving and bike riding. Yeah. Um, but really wanted to see it so uh, I taught everyone how to play with uh, literally a deck of poker cards that I'd drawn all over with a sharpie <laughs> and uh, we played for five minutes and five minutes turned into ten and ten turned into an hour and then four hours and then we ended up playing the game every night for hours wow. and hours and um, that was a huge vote of confidence yeah this you know even for people who haven't played this game with us as we've been developing it over the course of a few weeks like this is a really fun game. People like really like it. And at the end of that process, um, Matt asked Shane and I if he could uh, uh, join our team and illustrate the cards. And we both got really excited about that. And uh, his one caveat was he said, um, we have to change the name to something like Exploding Kittens because kittens do really well on the internet. <laughs> and, uh, and but, but I think the thing there is too is that Ilana and I both knew we had a great card game. Uh, and we felt... We felt excited about it, and also just because of the stories people would tell of the card games uh, after the fact, you know. Mm-hmm. So we knew it, good thing, but we just we just didn't have that hook yeah. that we were hoping for. We didn't have that thing that what's this game? Uh, what is going to take to separate this game from all the other games? Yeah, what's right. its personality? Yeah, and right. we just didn't have it. We had a bunch of ideas. We thought of a dare scenario. We we we, we like put stakes into the game, but in a dare format. But nothing really clicked. So we just we realized we didn't have a hook, and we didn't have that that handwriting or that thing that was going to make this this card game sing. And then when Ilan actually called me from away and said, "Hey, uh, sitting here with Matt." What do you think of exploding kittens? And then straight away, I mean, he had me before he even finished the word kittens. I was like, I love it. I mean, 
right? So, I mean, it just like it made so much sense. Like, I mean, I mean, how do you how do you not how do you not love that? Right. So that was uh, um, so that was the thing. And then once that once that put into place, then I mean, we started salivating with excitement because yeah. now we knew we had a great game. We were paired up with Matt, and and we knew that this idea and collaboration. Uh, had had the potential that we were looking for. I bet so you know once once you started seeing you know he, he would I'm I'm imagining do some initial uh, sketches of some ideas for the cards and I'm sure that was had to be a pretty fun moment. Yeah, it was pretty neat. It was it was pretty exciting to see like original oatmeal artwork applied to our concept. Right. Let right. me just I mean for 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 me being selfish. I just love that he did a drawing of me. I mean, that was just amazing. <laughs> I mean, great. Listen, I'm glad he did drawings of cats and stuff, but I just love that he did a drawing of me. <laughs> Scene looks better than I did, by the way. I, just, uh, I, don't, I don't like how it looks. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll have to see. Well, you know what? Maybe instead of asking for headshots, I'll just ask for his drawings of you for for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you so you hit your goal. I mean, in record time. First off, let's talk a little bit about the Kickstarter campaign. Um, so you want to put it up on Kickstarter, and immediately you hit your goal just just like that. And then it obviously it went on to explode literally um, across the internet for for those who who, you know, didn't even know you. It just spread like wildfire. Now, so, what? I mean, looking back on it now, you've had a little bit of time. I mean, what do you, to, to what do you attribute its success, its incredible success? Yeah, there's a bunch of things. Um, first and foremost, like, the initial however many hundreds of thousands of people who came through, that's because of the oatmeal, right? Like, mm-hmm. we launched, and then he tweeted about it, and then a massive number of people showed up because uh, that's the audience that Matt has built over the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's part one. That, that gets people in the door. But then we need to get them excited about what they see on the page. And our Kickstarter campaign, our Kickstarter page, was agonized over. I mean, Every single word on that page was rewritten multiple times. Uh, the format, the pictures, the tiers, uh, the price point. We did mm-hmm. crazy analysis of previous games and uh, what sells and what doesn't and what, what number of backers. And um, we remade the video a bunch of times. And like we just really worked so hard to craft that page to... Uh, one, be a, a, a quality product that people are going to be excited to tell their friends about, but also so that it, it made sense to be on Kickstarter. And I can talk a lot about that, but uh, I'll leave that sort of hanging for now. Um, we, we built a really good Kickstarter page, something mm. that made sense to be there. And then the final thing, um, the, that sort of got us through the first three days. After that, we started running the campaign in a in a what I think of as a very new way, something that I'd never seen on Kickstarter before, and um, kind of used everything we knew about crowd-based behavior and audience participation in a collaborative experience mm-hmm. um, to 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 craft something that no one had ever seen before, and that people got really excited uh, to grow on our behalf. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I, I talked to you earlier, and you you said that basically you were running an alternate reality game. I mean, the same principles apply. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, what were the principles? I mean, can you talk specifically? Uh, how how did that work? What did that look like? Um, I kind of the way I always think about this is um, somewhere around day three 
like right in the middle of day three, uh, I had this epiphany, which was, um, this is not a Kickstarter campaign. This is not a place where you just go and raise money and just watch this number tick up or not tick at all. Um, this is a place where a huge number of people have come to have a collaborative experience. Each one contributes a little bit through their voice and their experience and sharing of their experiences. Um, and a, a designer, uh, sort of, we'll, we'll just use the word puppet master, mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes is building that experience bit by bit. <laughs> um, making it bigger and and interacting with the audience and sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, seriously. When I realized that, I I realized, holy crap! I have been training for this moment for my entire career, and uh, I'm not going to think about this as a Kickstarter campaign anymore. I'm going to think about this as an alternate reality game. And what are the elements that I personally need to see in an alternate reality game to make it awesome? Then uh, our whole team just kind of kicked into gear, and we all just started building a huge community experience. It, it was funny. I had I had discussions with people, and they were going, "Oh, the the price points. I mean, the 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 um, the, uh, the the perks, the levels that people to buy in. Um, there's there's not enough of them." And I'm I'm thinking. But why should he change it? Look at how successful this is, yeah. and and yeah. so and I was I was impressed by that. I mean that there weren't like you know the stretch goals were very interesting and fun, and they were not like any stretch goals I've I've seen before. You know it, it wasn't like adding. I mean some of it was adding new features, but I mean let's talk a little bit about the unique stretch goals that you did have. I also think like our goal right from the beginning, especially with, with the product itself that you, you could get on Kickstarter, we wanted to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll find a lot of Kickstarters will do, oh, you can get a keychain if you do this, or you're going to get a wallet if you do that. And what we wanted to do is really focus on who we are and, and the product itself. So that it was meaningful to uh, what you were getting. And then outside of that, it was to build the community to get excited around that product. Mm -hmm. And so that was very important to us. I mean, when we realized the fan base we had, we want to look after them and we want to nurture that fan base and, and, and really like, bring them together and make it exciting and, and help them to collab and feel like they're part of this excitement, and, yeah. and that was very important. Yeah, Steve, you mentioned um, this notion of you know maybe we should have had more tears, or we we satisfied our goal like on on 20, the twenty minute mark. So maybe we should have stopped at that point. Um, at the three day mark, you'll notice right around that my big epiphany. You notice something very interesting happened with the campaign and with all the communication, which is we stopped talking about money. And, and never did again yeah. for the mm. entire duration of the campaign. Um, because money is what you do for fundraising. Money is what you do when you look at the term, you know, um, crowdfunding, that's the funding part. It's all about money, we yeah. We finished. So that means the remaining 27 days are about the other half of crowdfunding, the crowd. And that's what we focused on 100% of the time. Didn't ask people for more money, didn't create ways to, for them to give us more money, because that's unimportant at that point. What's important is telling that collaborative story and building the largest party that Kickstarter has ever seen. <laughs> and it was a party. So tell us about these five. I mean, let's get into, I mean, you had, what were some of the, the, the goals that you had? You know, send in videos of you dressed up as cats, or what were, what were some of the more interesting ones, or successful <laughs> ones, or fun ones? They were all fun. 
They were, yeah. Well, what we, all right. So, um, all right. So, we can't talk about this part without talking about stretch goals. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, can I, can I just preempt? Because there's something sure. that happened in, the, in this campaign that was brilliant. Uh, and, it, and it's all uh, hinged on Elan, is when we were looking for backers. And, and that moment in the Kickstarter, at least for me, I went, fuck, that's insane. That's like, that was a, that was a game changer, at least in my opinion, uh, in the way Kickstarter was used. And I, and I think for, 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 from this moment forward, is when the focus switched to backers yeah. and switched away from, from money. Totally. Uh, like and so that moment there, is for me a game changer for Kickstarter moving forward, and and I, I, I would be uh, 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 it wouldn't be um, fair if I didn't just acknowledge that genius that Elaine right. came up with. Yeah, because well, because my observation was I, I did notice that that the stretch goals the stretch goals never involved amounts of money. It felt like they were always. The, at least the ones I noticed, they were all about okay. If we hit the hundred thousand mark, as far as backers yeah. goes, I mean, it was all about the people and it was all about them doing something. Yeah. And if you get so let's, X number, let's talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about stretch goals. So I have backed more than I don't know, hundred and fifty, however many Kickstarter. You're, you're kind of a dick. You're kind of addicted a lot. Yeah. Anyone who's been to my house or my office, <laughs> like everything I own is from Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> Really, really obsessed with it. One, because I really like the products, but two is because I really like supporting people. I love the notion that you can have a dream and make it real. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when whenever I see stretch goals on a campaign, I get really frustrated because what a stretch goal says to me is, hey, you've given me money, now give me more. And that's the wrong that's the totally wrong idea to send to your backers. Um, what you need to be saying to your backers is, hey, you've given me money. You're on my team. Mm, like exactly. That's the message. So um, we knew we needed stretch goals because um, like any good game, you need to understand what your goal is and how far along you are in the process, how mm-hmm. close you are to achieving that goal. Um, but uh, we knew very clearly that like it cannot be money-based because that feels awful. So uh, instead, we just went full gamification. Um, We said, look, here are your stretch goals. Um, One stretch goal is going to be uh, an upgraded second deck. Another stretch goal is going to be an upgraded box. Another stretch goal is going to be an even more updated box. Like all these cool things that we knew people would be excited about. But instead of associating any of those with money, you know, typical campaign, hey, we made $10,000. If we get $20,000, we'll do it in multiple colors. You know, ours said, we just put a bunch of badges, achievement badges, uh, on the Kickstarter page. And most of them are grayed out right now. Right. And those badges are things like uh, 20,000 followers on Twitter or, or uh, a picture of 50 people wearing cat ears or uh, 10 people dressed as Batman in one hot tub. You know, crazy, stupid, silly things. Build us a Wikipedia page. Stuff where you can participate as part of the community, part of our party, without giving us more money. And then the stretch goals basically said, hey, guys, there's 33 of those things up there on the page, and most are grayed out. If you get any 10 of them, we don't care which ones, any 10 of them uh, will give you your first stretch goal. 20, you get your second. 30, you get your final. So now let's play. And let's never talk about money because we're done with that. Let's have a party. You guys are all invited. That is, you know, I mean, this it it feels just so revolutionary, but so but it, knowing you, Alon, I expect nothing less 
than you seeing seeing this. I mean, because those that have had any doubt, uh, and I don't think there were very many people out there. I mean, this this really is a pivotal thing, and it's it 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 makes so much sense. But I can't think of another another example of of this. And obviously, it it worked really well, right? I mean, that was that was amazing yeah. to watch. Yeah, it took us it took us from about fifty thousand backers to two hundred and twenty thousand backers. And and the re- then then the, the thing about that is there was there was a that there was a purpose to do that. I mean, it was very pur- it wasn't just to say we don't want to ask for money, but the good thing is is that it's more about now your base is is growing so that once the Kickstarter is done, Twitter is independent of Kickstarter. Now you've got two hundred thousand followers on Twitter. It takes people a long time to get that, you know, but now you've got That's, that. So you're yeah. building your base and 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 kind of cutting their strings away from having to in you know communicate through Kickstarter for perpetuity, right? To to access yeah. them. Yeah. Well, that stuff was very strategic because yeah. the problem with a Kickstarter campaign, their policy is that uh, when your campaign closes, you it freezes. You can no longer make any changes to the page. Oh wow. And yeah, you can't like do updates or anything like that. You can send out updates, but you cannot affect the page in any way. Oh wow! So you can send out those emails, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And we knew that was coming because uh, we talked to a ton of people who had done successful Kickstarter campaigns, and that issue kept coming up. So uh, it was very strategic to get people as much as possible accustomed to talking to us through other channels that we. Could control right. beyond the campaign right. and uh we we took full advantage of that once the campaign ended uh we're still doing updates and we're still communicating with the community and uh, i don't know exactly when this will air but uh we're going to do another really big update next week uh that's going to keep the party going and allow people to help us actually test out these cards oh nice well we look forward to that uh, obviously so what's what's your best story from this I mean what was the thing that every, all these both Shane I'll ask Shane and Alon this I mean what was the thing that stands out to you whether it was the behavior of somebody or the best thing what makes you smile when you look back at this um eight one million <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's we're not talking about that. <laughs> I'm joking. But you know what? You know, the, the, for me, the thing that was so overwhelming, and, and the moment that, that that I thought, "Oh man, this is this is amazing," uh, and, and maybe, but it was like day one. Uh, we mm. had put it up, and, and we obviously were overwhelmed by success. I mean, my, my thought at the end of the day was we were going to get 300000 and that would be super successful for me. When we, we crushed that in the first day, I was, like, overwhelmed. So mm. we, I was in uncharted waters in regards to just where is this going. But there was one moment where I can't even remember her name, so I, I, I apologize. But uh, we got sent, uh, somebody had sewn a plush toy of Taco Cat. (laughs) And it was the most amazing little plush toy. Within the day that we posted the Kickstarter, by the end of that day, there was a photo that somebody had created, a little plush toy of Taco Cat. And when I saw that, I was like, that is, because number one, it was amazing. And I just realized that, man, I just want to see all the characters done now in plush toys. That was the first thing I wanted to do. But also just the fact that somebody was so excited that within the first day created this awesome little piece of art and, and posted to us. It was overwhelming. And then that happened throughout the campaign. It was songs written. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, just tons, yeah. I mean, but that moment straight off the bat for me was so touching. And just, just the way the fans in general responded to this this product 
was, I mean, just, uh, yeah. it was overwhelming. Yeah. I, I think for me, I'm going to go to the opposite act, uh, spec, end of the spectrum, which is the last few days. Um, mm-hmm. On day, let's see, three days before the end of the campaign, um, they hit every stretch goal, like every, every achievement. <laughs> and that's unfortunate yeah. timing. Because right. You'd like to do that on the last day. Um, but, but there was just so many of them and they were so enthusiastic uh, that with three days to go, they got the final stretch goal and um, had unlocked all the achievements. And um, that caused a massive uh, amount of scrambling over on this end because it was like, holy crap, we were supposed to, you know, help them, maybe even cheat a little to give them an achievement, but they hit all of them. Wow. And now we've got three days to go. And um, we talked a lot about it and figured out that uh, there were not going to be any more stretch goals. We weren't going to give them any more achievements because at some level it felt a little insulting. At some level it was like, okay guys, you've given us, oh my God, 100,000 followers on Twitter, on Facebook. We want 120 now. And it just felt like bad. And um, so we wrote, um, uh, this, this, maybe this was the only update I like wrote myself just because it, it came right out of my heart, which was just thanking everyone and saying, you guys are amazing. You've done everything we've asked of you. Um, you've shown us more love than we can possibly imagine. And so instead of making you work more, instead of making you do anything at all, we're going to spend these last three days and just have a party. We keep calling this the largest party Kickstarter has ever hosted. Now you're actually invited to it, like for real. And so on day one of that party, um, we had uh, Matt literally illustrate anyone's comments on the Kickstarter page. You wrote a comment, <laughs> he would draw it and then repost it. And uh, it was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, and, and then on day two, we said, hey, guys, what are your favorite local animal shelters? And we got this crazy list. And we said, okay, if you go to those animal shelters today, we will send you guys free pizza so that you can hang out there and actually, like, celebrate and hopefully, like, maybe even get involved in those shelters and volunteer some of your time or money or, or toys or anything that those places need. And we got back the most endearing, amazing pictures of people celebrating with animals uh, uh, all, all this game that they've never played before, but right. it's just a community that they fell in love with. And then the final day, we said we can think of no better way to have our final countdown than with you guys. So we did our Reddit AMA where all three of us went into the forums and answered as many questions as we could before our fingers started bleeding <laughs> and uh, did, did our final countdown with the community. And it was so like, like I, I get all a little choked up even thinking about it, this, this notion that we got to spend our final three days of the campaign with the people who made the campaign possible. Yeah. It was so awesome. That's, yeah, that's, it was incredible. That's, that's, that's really amazing. It, it looks like, you know, for me looking back on it, and I, I, I just am in awe of you guys, because it really felt like it was the perfect storm of, you know, a great game mechanic at the core, right? And then teaming up with the oatmeal who just his his visual style and the fact that, you know, Exploding Kittens seemed to, like, emanate out of his soul, um, you know, added that layer on top of it that you were looking for, right, as far as the theme. And then, you know, his and your all network and, and utilize, utilizing those to get going. But then the community building aspect of 
of the campaign. I mean, it felt like they all came together in a way I've never seen, I've never seen happen before. And obviously the proof, you know, the proof is in the results. I mean, I mean, just big, huge kudos to you guys. I mean, this was just amazing to watch. I mean, we just all sat there in the office and we're just, uh, just so proud of you guys for one, but just, it was just, it was still, was like, wow, this is, this is really great what they're doing. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. You know, the, the, now, now with all that praise, now I'm going to end this and end that whole part with a, uh, with a downer, which is, um, as hard as that was and as much work as that was, there's nothing compared to the last two weeks of actually trying to produce these damn cards. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, now, yeah, the work begins of, of actually fulfilling. Yeah. Everybody's like saying, what are they going to do with all that money? I'm like, are you kidding me? They've got to fulfill all these yeah. orders. <laughs> Yeah. And that's a that's that's a non-trivial thing uh, to do. That's yeah. kind of the whole so, point. So just just for comparison, the initial order that we placed with our printer <laughs> was for five hundred decks of cards. Uh, <laughs> the order that we placed beginning of this week was for seven hundred thousand oh, decks of cards. Seven hundred thousand. So you're looking yes. way beyond what you've got. Is that what you have? How much of that is what you have to fulfill from the campaign? Ninety percent. Jeez. Think about this. Ninety-five percent of our audience ordered more than one deck. That's um, incredible, at, too. It is incredible. At the top of that spectrum uh, is an order for hundred and fifty decks, and uh, on average is two point eight decks. So, like, it's crazy. It is. It is uh, just so such a Herculean production wow. task uh, that is now ahead of us, and. We are working really with just incredible people to help us out with that. But, um, yeah, our next few months are pretty much taken. Yeah. For. Well, yeah, you've been working with you're working with the Cards Against Humanity guys is for to help or, or their suppliers or something, right, to help with fulfillment. Yeah, they've been incredible. They, um, you know, they're they're very close friends at this point, And mm-hmm. they've uh, they've really stepped up and basically said, hey, guys, you can use our our printing facilities and you can use our fulfillment facilities and you can use our shipping accounts. And, um, we have solved all these problems over the last 10 years, um, that we see no reason for you to just, you know, make the same mistakes that we've already solved for. So just, that's awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, we'd really be sunk without them. I got to say. Wow. So I'll leave, I'll leave just one, the last question I'll, I'll ask, uh, before we go is what, what is your best at this point, your best Kickstarter advice for, for those out there thinking of doing a campaign? I know we probably touched on a lot of it already, but if you could like narrow it down to what would, if you had one thing to say, um, all right, I'll start it off (laughs) and it can't Uh, be, don't do it. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, do not put your campaign on Kickstarter if you're trying to raise money. Kickstarter is not the place to go to raise money. Um, there's a way better ways to uh, raise money, and there's way more welcoming audiences to raise money. Kickstarter is the place to go if you want to build a community. And if you need a community's help and resources to start your project, it is the most welcoming, warm a uh, 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 beautiful place to start a new project. That's awesome. How about you, Shane? So that's exactly what Elon just said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, honestly, but I, I, I do agree with that. Um, 
just based on, uh, on, on what we learned. I mean, you always have your own kind of ideas and, and other people have had very different experiences, but our experience with this has been all about the people and the community. And, and uh, I mean, to, to say anything else would, would be wrong. I, I think that, I mean, to me, that's pretty profound. I mean, for the, for the first words out of your mouth, I want both of you guys is don't go to Kickstarter if you want to raise money, which seems <laughs> like totally contrary to what everybody that that's kind of their, their, their first thought about what Kickstarter is, but yeah. you're, but you're absolutely right. I mean, and it was, it was a wonder to behold guys watching. Now, if po- folks want to, you know, they, they, they can go to the Kickstarter page, but they can, you've got a website now for them to find out, uh, continue to find out more yeah. information. Where yeah, we are, um, we're very much sold out at the moment. However, um, as soon as we're done uh, fulfilling our orders to Kickstarter, we will uh, be doing a second print run um, to allow people to buy cards if they're interested. Um, and the way to get those is just really simple. Go to explodingkittens.com and uh, enter in your email address, and we'll add you to our list, and you'll be notified as soon as that second print run is uh, on its way. And you're also on Twitter at what was the, what's the Twitter account? Twitter is uh, at Game of Kittens. Game of Kittens. Exploding Kittens was taken. Uh, Exploding Kittens is too many characters. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Damn, damn them. Yeah, I know. Oh. We tried. We tried, but uh, <laughs> we had to be a little more creative. So at Game of Kittens on Twitter and ExplodingKittens.com uh, to get more information and sign up for the next run of cards. Well, guys, uh, this has been great. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and chatting. It's been a great little peek into the the you know behind the scenes of of the most amazing Kickstarter campaign I've ever seen. Uh, but we really appreciate you taking the time. Alon Lee and Shane Small from Exploding Kittens, thanks for stopping by, guys. Thanks, Steve. Thanks so much for having us. And that'll do it for this week's Story Forward. I'm Steve Peters. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Story Forward podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to tell a friend about us. Got some feedback, a story tip, or a suggestion for a show topic? Give us a shout. You can tweet to us at Story Forward. You can join us at facebook.com slash groups slash Story Forward. You can send us an email at info at storyforward.org. Or you can always stop by our brand new home on the web at storyforward.org. That's storyforward.org.